advisors. James, let's start with your thoughts on what you call the back to normal trade, or is it the new normal, not necessarily that? So you tell me. Yeah, well, I think the back to normal trade, or really the new normal trade, has a lot to do with where we are in the economic recovery, where we are as the as as the as the uh, last sectors of the economy start to exit from their own recession, and and specifically that's around retail and and entertainment to a and, and hospitality to a very large extent, and as we start seeing them coming up and, and getting back to the valuations and getting back to what what full employment is and more importantly what full sales are i think we have to stop i think we'll see the markets kind of pause a little bit and reassess okay what's different now where where are we relative to you know we, we know where we are relative to the pandemic and, and everybody as far as i'm concerned as far as i'm talking to it feels like we're over it especially in the u.s but what's changed and what sectors are going to continue to do well you know, if you look at the employment side of the equation, small companies and medium-sized companies have, have replaced a considerable portion of the uh, employees that that uh, that they let go during uh, you know during the darkest days. But larger companies have not replaced near as many. And the answer behind that, in a lot of ways, is they don't have to. There's technology now. There's there's productivity improvements that are helping to continue to uh, to push those stories forward. But also to some extent. They're not the same companies. Some companies haven't done as well and, and may not do as well as they had done in the past. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and you talked about the steepening of the yield curve. Tell me a little bit about what you're watching for with yields. Well, we think that there's two factors to yields. The the inflation story, which which we think is overblown, I think from a demographic standpoint and from a productivity standpoint, as well as the Fed's own actions, we've got enough tools to combat inflation, uh, and we've got enough we've got enough um, things working to keep inflation at bay that that doesn't worry us uh, very much at all. Um, looking at where interest rates are today, especially the ten-year, and we've certainly seen a pause in it. I think that supports the let's not worry too much about inflation. Inflation, at least not until we see the whites of its eyes, but. A healthy economy, and if you look at rates before the pandemic started, closer to certainly over two percent, closer to two and a quarter percent. I think that's a, I think that's an expectation that's realistic for the tenure, and I think that when the economy is really hitting on all of its gears again, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I, I'd be satisfied seeing the tenure around that point. But I wouldn't take it as fear right. of inflation just because it's going back up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you highlighted a couple of names for us, including Amazon and Lululemon, two names that did incredibly well during the pandemic. Do you like these as picks for a portfolio, or are you watching them closely? Yes, we own them in our portfolios. And uh, the story behind Amazon is simply you can't unring that bell. A lot of the late adopters to the technology, to ordering online, to to not going out to uh, brick-and-mortar retail are not going to unlearn how to do that. And I think that will continue to bode well for Amazon and for others in the direct-to-consumer space. And on the same note, I think that's why Lululemon is, is such a great buy right now. You know, not only were we comfortable in our in our Lululemon while we were at home during the pandemic, but now that our now that our uh, wardrobes need an upgrade, now that we're going back out and being more active, being leisure and active, and going back to work, um, having that having that. Uh, uh, wardrobe upgrade is is something that I think will continue to to benefit Lulu. Yeah, I see what you're saying. How about Microsoft? I know you have Microsoft on the list as well. 
Well, we talked a little bit earlier about, um, you know, about the employment circumstance, the employment situation, and, and you know we're big fans of, uh, of increasing productivity. I think Microsoft is super well poised to take advantage of uh, continuing to help companies, especially mid-sized and smaller companies, drive that productivity. You know, they're still not back to 100% employment. Um, and, and certainly, uh, the, as I mentioned, the large cap companies, or larger companies have, um, have uh, hired even less people back. And I think because large cap companies have been able to capitalize on productivity gains in tech, you know, from, especially from technology, than small and mid caps. But especially with labor markets tightening, there's a lot of incentive for small and uh, and, and mid-sized yeah. companies to take advantage of technology, and and that bodes right. fantastically well for us for uh, for Microsoft in the cloud. Not to James, mention all before you go, I know you. Oh, before you go, I know you had one more for us, and that's global payments. I wanted to get your outlook there. Uh, that's simply a retail play. Um, Global payments very strong in uh, in card swipes. That's that's how they make their revenue. They've done a great job signing companies up during the pandemic. They had some great mergers before the pandemic that that, that took some time to digest, uh, but now they're well poised as people are out in restaurants, at sporting events, uh, going to concerts again, buying tickets and, and and doing card swipes. We expect to see global payments be at the uh, be at the forefront of that, and they've been really fantastic at signing up merchants too.